celebrate your own diversity. Our tendency is to ask, which fruit is best? The answer is, that's a dumb question. I have three brothers. We have some stuff in common like nose size and parents, but we were very different. When I was younger, I was always trying to prove to myself that my talents were better than theirs. So what if you're more outgoing than me? I've always been better at school than you, and that's more important anyway. I've since seen the stupidity of that kind of thinking, and I'm still learning to appreciate the fact that my brothers have their strengths, and I have mine. No one's better or worse, only different. That's why you shouldn't feel so bad if a member of the opposite sex, whom you're just dying to go out with, doesn't go for you. You may be the most luscious and mouth-watering grape around, but he or she may be looking for an orange. And no matter how much you want to change your fruit, you're a grape and they want an orange. But don't worry, a grape seeker is bound to drop by. It all balances out. Instead of trying to blend in and be like everyone else, be proud of and celebrate your unique differences and qualities. A fruit salad is delicious precisely because each fruit maintains its own flavor. Roadblocks to celebrating differences. Although there are many, three of the largest roadblocks to synergy are ignorance, cliques, and prejudice. Ignorance. Ignorance means you're clueless. You don't know what other people feel or believe or what they've been through. Ignorance often abounds when it comes to understanding people with disabilities, as Crystal Lee Helms explains in an article submitted to Mirror, a Seattle area newspaper. My name is Crystal. I'm 5'1 with blonde hair and hazel eyes. Big deal, right? What if I told you I was deaf? In a perfect world, it wouldn't, shouldn't matter. We don't live in a perfect world though, and it does matter. The moment someone knows I'm deaf, their whole attitude changes. Suddenly they look at me differently. You'd be surprised how people act. The most common question is, how'd you become deaf? When I tell them the reaction is as common as the question itself. Oh, I'm so sorry, that's so sad. Whenever that happens, I simply look at them in the eye and I calmly inform them, no, really, it's not sad at all. Don't apologize. No matter how good the intentions are, pity always makes my stomach churn. Not all attitudes put me on the defensive. Some are just plain funny. I was signing with my friends and some dude I didn't know came up to me and started talking. What's it like being deaf? I don't know. What's it like being hearing? I mean, it isn't like anything. It just is. You see, the thing is this. If you meet someone who is deaf, don't write them off as disabled or disadvantaged. Instead, take the time to get to know them and find out what being deaf is all about. By doing this, you open yourself to understanding not only others, but more importantly, yourself. Clicks. There's nothing wrong with hanging out with guys or girls you're comfortable with. It only becomes a problem when your group of friends becomes so exclusive that they reject everyone who isn't just like them. It's kind of hard to value differences in a close-knit clique. Those on the outside feel like second-class citizens, and those on the inside often suffer from superiority complexes. But breaking into a clique isn't hard. All you have to do is lose your identity, be assimilated, 
and become part of the Borg Collective. Prejudice. Have you ever felt stereotyped, labeled, or prejudged by someone because of your skin, your gender, your accent, or where you live? Isn't it a sick feeling? Although we aren't all, we, I'm sorry, although we're all created equal, unfortunately, we're not all treated equally. It's a sad fact that minorities and women often have additional hurdles to leap in life because of prejudice held by so many. The United States elected an African-American president, but racism is still a huge problem. This is Natasha's experience. Racism can make succeeding tougher. When you're a black student in the top 10% of your class, maintaining a 4.0 grade point average, some people have a tendency to feel threatened. I just wish that people would realize that everyone, no matter where they're from or what color they are, deserve the same opportunities. As far as my friends and I are concerned, prejudice will always be a battle. We aren't born with prejudices. They're learned. Kids, for instance, are colorblind, but as they mature, they begin to pick up on prejudice of others and form walls, as is explained in Rodgers and Hammerstein's lyric to a song from the old classic musical, South Pacific. You've got to be taught to be afraid of people whose eyes are oddly made and people whose skin's a different shade, you've got to be carefully taught. You've got to be taught before it's too late, before you are six or seven or eight, to hate all the people your relatives hate. You've got to be carefully taught. The following poem by an unknown source tells a sad tale of what happens when people prejudice pre one another the cold within. Six humans trapped by happenstance in bleak and bitter cold. Each one possesses a stick of wood, or so the story's told. Their dying fire in need of logs, the first man held his back. For the faces round the fire, he noticed one was black. The next man looking across the way saw one not of his church and couldn't bring himself to give the fire his stick of birch. The third one sat in tattered clothes. He gave his coat a hitch. Why should his log be put to use to warm the idle rich? The rich man just sat back and thought of the wealth he had in store and how to keep what he had he earned from the lazy, shiftless poor. The black man's face bespoke revenge as the fire passed from sight. For all he saw in his stick of wood was a chance to spite the white. The last man of this forlorn group did not accept for gain. Giving only to those who gave was how he played the game. Their logs held tight in death's still hand was proof of human sin. They didn't die from the cold without. They died from the cold within. Sticking up for diversity. Fortunately, the world is full of people who are warm within and who value diversity. The following story by Bill Sanders is a wonderful example of sticking up for diversity and showing courage. 
A couple years ago, I witnessed courage that ran chills up and down my spine. At a high school assembly, I had spoken about picking on people and how each of us has the ability to stand up for people instead of putting them down. Afterwards, we had time when anyone could come out of the bleachers and speak into the microphone. Students could say thank you to someone who had just helped them. And some people came up and did just that. A girl thanked some friends who had helped her through family troubles. A boy spoke of some people who had supported him during an emotionally difficult time. Then a senior girl stood up. She stepped over to the microphone, pointed to the sophomore section and challenged her whole school. Let's stop picking on that boy. Sure, he's different from us, but we are in this thing together. On the inside, he's no different from us and needs our acceptance, love, compassion, and approval. He needs a friend. Why do we continually brutalize him and put him down? I'm challenging this entire school to lighten up on him and give him a chance. All the time she shared, I had my back to the section where that boy sat and had no idea who he was. But obviously the school knew. I felt almost afraid to look at his section, thinking the boy must be red in the face, wanting to crawl under his seat and hide from the world. But as I glanced back, I saw a boy smiling from ear to ear. His whole body bounced up and down and he raised one fist in the air. His whole body language said, thank you, thank you. Keep telling them, you saved my life today. If you've ever been bullied yourself, you know how it feels. It's a terrible thing that no one should ever have to go through. So watch out for those courageous moments when you can stop the bullying of another person right in its tracks, whether live or online. Finding the highway. Once you've bought into the idea that differences are a strength and not a weakness, and once you're committed to at least trying to celebrate differences, you're ready to find the highway. The Buddhist definition of the middle way does not mean compromise. It means higher, like the apex of a triangle. Synergy is more than just compromise or cooperation. Compromise is one plus one equals one and a half. Cooperation is one plus one equals two. Synergy is one plus one equals three or more. It's creative cooperation with an emphasis on the word creative. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Builders know all about it. If one two by four inch beam can support 607 pounds, then two, two by four should be able to support 1,214 pounds, right? Actually, two, two by fours can support 1,821 pounds. If you nail them together, two two by fours can now support 4,878 pounds. And three two by fours nailed together can support 8,481 pounds. Musicians know how it works too. They know when a C and G note are perfectly in tune, it produces a third note or an E. Finding the highway always produces more, as Lainey discovered. 
In my physics lab, the teacher was demonstrating the principle of momentum, and our assignment was con to construct a catapult, like in medieval times. We called it a pumpkin launcher. There were three of us in our group, two boys and me. We are all quite different, so we came up with a lot of different ideas. One of us wanted to use bungee cords to make the launcher flip. Someone else wanted to use tension and ropes. We tried each without much success, and then we figured out a way to use both of them together. It gave a lot more spring than either would have alone. It was cool because it doubled the length of our shot. Synergy occurred as the founders of the United States were forming their government structure. William Patterson proposed the New Jersey plan, which said that states should get equal representation in government regardless of population size. This plan favored the smaller states. James Madison had a different idea, known as the Virginia plan, which argued that states with greater populations should have greater representation. This plan favored the larger states. After several weeks of debate, they reached a decision that all parties felt good about. They agreed to have two branches of Congress. In one branch, the Senate, each state would get rep two representatives, regardless of population size. In the other branch, the House of Representatives, each state would get representatives based on population. Although it is called the Great Compromise, this famous decision could really be called the great synergy because it has proved to be better than either of the original proposals. Getting to synergy. Whether you're arguing with your parents over dating and curfew guidelines, picking teams to shoot hoops, or simply not seeing eye to eye with your best friend, there's a way to get to synergy. Here's a simple five-step process to help you get there. One, define the problem or opportunity. Two, their way. Seek first to understand the idea of others. Three, my way. Seek to be understood by sharing your ideas. Four, brainstorm. Create new options and ideas. Five, highway. Find the best solution. Let's give the action plan a try on a problem to see how it works. The vacation. Dad, I don't care how you feel. You're going on this vacation whether you like it or not. We've had this plan for months and it's important that we spend time together as a family. Mom, I don't want you staying here by yourself. I'd worry about what you're doing and who you're hanging out with. We want you with us. Define the problem or opportunity. In this case, we have a problem, it's this. My parents want me to vacation with the family, but I'd rather stay home and go out with my friends. Their way, seek first to understand the idea of others. Try using the listening skills you learn in habit five so that you can really understand your mom and dad. Remember, if you want to have power and influence with your parents, they need to feel understood. By listening, you learn the following. This vacation is very important to my dad. He wants to have a family bonding time. He feels it won't be the same without me. Mom feels she would worry so much about me being home alone that she wouldn't enjoy the vacation. My way, seek to be understood by sharing your ideas. 
Now practice the second half of habit five and have the courage to share your feelings. If you've taken the time to listen to them, they'll be much more likely to listen to you. So you tell your parents how you feel. Mom and dad, I want to stay home and be with my friends. They are very important to me. We have a lot of things planned and I don't want to miss out on any of the fun. Besides, I go crazy when I have to drive in a car all day with a little sister. Brainstorm, create new options and ideas. This is where the magic happens. Utilize your Im imagination and create new ideas together that you could never think of alone. As you brainstorm, keep these tips in mind. Get creative, throw out your wildest ideas, let it flow. Avoid criticism. Nothing kills a flow of creativity like criticism. Resist. Piggyback. Keep building upon the best ideas. It's called piggybacking. One great idea leads to another, which leads to another. Brainstorming produces the following ideas. Dad said we could go on a vacation spot that I would enjoy more. I mentioned that I could stay with uh, relatives close by. Mom suggested I could take a friend with me. I mentioned using my savings and busing out to meet them so I wouldn't have to drive in a crowded car. Mom was willing to cut the vacation short so it would be easier for me. I suggested staying home for part of the vacation and joining them later. Dad was willing to let me stay home if I would clean up his computer so they'd run faster while they were gone. Highway, find the best solution. After brainstorming for a while, the best idea will usually surface. Now it's just a matter of going with it. We all agreed that I could stay home during the first half of the week and then bus out with a friend to join the family for the second half. They even offered to pay the bus fare for my friend and me if I would clean the computers. It's not hard work, so I'll still have time to hang out with my friends. They're happy and so am I. If you will follow the basics of the above formula, you'll be amazed at what can happen, but it takes a lot of maturity to get to synergy you have to be willing to listen to the other point of view. You then need to have the courage to express your point of view. Finally, you've got to let your creative juices flow. See how this 11th grader named Erica got to synergy. As a senior editor of school paper, I had a lot of responsibility to get delegate. I wanted to add in a new section this year to switch things up a little. So I came up with this idea. We do a feature on a different kid every week and interview them about their talents and interests. My co-editor wanted to just pick popular kids from the older grades, but I said, why don't we reach a bigger crowd? What if there are some freshmen with awesome talents who are too shy to show off their skills? So I posted on the newspaper's Twitter page about how we were looking for kids in school with unique stories and skills, and people started posting and tweeting us right away. One guy, was a really amazing breakdancer and he sent us in a video for us to upload. Another girl showed us how she is completely bilingual in English and Spanish and translated a poem for us to publish in the paper. This shy kid in my art class sent in a video of himself playing bass in his band and it turns out he's a really good musician. My co-editor really came around to this open call. I think he caught on pretty quickly how limited we would have been if we just sought out popular kids. Last week, he and I suggested to the student council to start a talent show so everyone could do this stuff in person, not just online. 
Overall, it's been a surprisingly awesome way to see how the student body is a synergy of each individual with unique talents and personalities. Go for it. The Get to Synergy Action Plan can be used in all kinds of situations. You've just been assigned to a group project for bi biology with three people you don't even know. You're in charge of social media at your summer job and you have to juggle multiple opinions. You wanna to go to college, but your parents aren't willing to help you pay for it. As a student body officer, you and your team are in charge of planning homecoming. You and your stepmom disagree on your curfew. You're always fighting with your brother about who gets to use your mom's laptop. The getting to synergy plan is a guideline, nothing more. The steps don't always have to be in order and you don't always have to do all of them. If your RBA is extremely high with someone, you can virtually skip the first three steps and jump right into brainstorming. On the other hand, if your RBA is low, you may need to take more time listening. It may take several conversations to solve some problems. Be patient. Despite Herculean efforts on your part to find the highway, sometimes the other party won't make any effort at all. You may just have to keep building the RBA in these situations. How do you normally solve conflicts? Most of the time, it's usually fight with words or fists or flight. You don't speak up or you take off. Well, things are looking up. The Getting to Synergy Action Plan offers an alternative. Pretend you and your best friend have just run for different student council offices in your high school. You won. She lost. Ever since the election, she's hardly talked to you. Each of you feels the other person isn't doing enough to stay in touch, dispel the jealousies, or keep the friendship going. It's creating tension. Having recently learned about Synergy, you decide to give the Getting to Synergy action plan a try while on a phone call with this best friend. Define the problem or opportunity. I feel like it's been pretty hard since the election, you know. I guess I don't know what's really going on. It just seems like whenever we see each other, there's this weird energy, you know? Either we don't talk at all, or things turn into some sort of argument. You wanna try and figure this out? I guess. Their way. Seek to first understand the idea of others. Well, to start with, how are you feeling about everything? Well, that's easy. Ever since you won, you just think you're better than me. You've got this meeting and this club and this game. It's, it's just that things got crazy so fast, you know? No, I don't know. I wish I did, but I didn't win, remember? Look, I'm sorry you didn't win. I really am, but whatever. I mean, are you really too busy to text me? You're feeling that I'm too busy for you? Totally. It's like you're a different person or something, and you're always hanging out with those student council kids, and I feel like a total loser. This whole thing has really hurt you. You have no idea. How would you feel if you lost and I won and I stopped talking to you all of a sudden? I'd feel bad too. Yeah, sure. So it's like your best friend suddenly thinks she's better than you and doesn't have time for you and you're totally left out of everything. Is that it? You got it. My way, seek to be understood by sharing your ideas. I'm sorry you feel like that. 
Would you mind if I shared what I'm going through? I think I already know, but go ahead. It's just that I'm so tired after school and meetings and everything, and I just get home and collapse. It's not you. I don't really feel like talking to anyone. That busy, huh? And then it's like you're punishing me for winning. You're probably right. I shouldn't take it out on you. Brainstorm. Create new options and ideas. Well, why don't we figure out how to get together more? Hey, how about you come over after school Friday? We could hang out like we used to. I would if I could, but I have a meeting with my committee, and then we all got to go to the game, write some goofy float. Hey, you could come to the game. Mm, I have to work. Starting when? An hour or so after the game starts. And you can't get it off? No way, I just started. So I guess I'm not the only one who's busy. Huh, good one, guess not. Hey, what? Well, it's just an idea and you might not want to. But what if you join my committee? We need another girl and then we'd be seeing each other a lot. Really? I can just do that? I don't have to run or anything? Well, I'm in charge now, remember? I can do anything. Highway, find the best solution. Well, that'd be awesome. In fact, how about just coming to the meeting Friday, then come to the game for a while until you have to work? Oh, that'd be perfect. I think so. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to talk. I'd hate it if I wasn't your friend. Same. It's not always this easy. But on the other hand, sometimes it is. Teamwork and synergy. Great teams are usually made up of five or more different types of people with each member playing a different but important role. Plotters, sure and steady, they stick to a job until it's done. Followers, they are very supportive of leaders. If they hear a great idea, they can run with it and follow through on making it work. Innovators, they're the creative idea people. They offer the sparks. Harmonizers. They provide unity and support and are great synergizers as they work with others and encourage cooperation. Show-offs. Fun to work with. They can be tough at times. They often add the spice and momentum needed to bring the team overall success. Great teamwork is like a great piece of music. All the voices and instruments may be singing and playing at once, but they aren't competing. Individually, the instruments and voices make different sounds, play different notes, pause at different times, yet they blend together to create a whole new sound. This is synergy. The book you are holding is dripping with synergy. When I first decided to write it, I felt overwhelmed. So I started in the only way I knew how. I got help. I immediately asked a friend for assistance. I soon put together a bigger team. I identified a few schools and educators from around the country who agreed to give feedback on drafts at different stages. I began interviewing teens one-on-one -on -one and in groups. I hired an artist. I put together contests asking for stories dealing with teens and the seven habits. By the end, there were well over 100 people involved in the creation of this book. Slowly but surely, it all came together. Each person brought his or her talents to the table and contributed in different ways. While I focused on writing, others focused on what they were good at. One was good at collecting stories. 
One could find great quotes. Another knew how to edit. Some were plotters, some innovators, some show-offs. It was teamwork and synergy to the max. The wonderful byproduct of teamwork and synergy is that it builds relationships. Basketball Olympian Deborah Miller Palmore said it well, even when you've played the game of your life, it's the feeling of teamwork that you'll remember. You'll forget the plays, the shots, and the scores, but you'll never forget your teammates. Coming attractions. If you keep reading, you'll discover the real reason why Beyonce looks like a million bucks. Just a few more pages and you're done. Thank you.